It's that time of your day where you can sit back and listen and enjoy, well, at least two of us be miserable and the other two tell us not to be. Uh, I'm Rob Dimension. I'm Dave Hagen. Last weekend shows, everyone's favorite, Doug Hagen. And David Hagen, the least social of the Hagen family. All right, so Dave, is that true? Is, is, is Dave the least social? That goes without saying, Rob. Okay, so we are we are... Fresh on the heels or off the heels, whatever that saying is, of Monster Mania 38 from Hunt Valley, Maryland. Now, Dave, would you say that it was a successful weekend? Honestly, out of all the Hunt Valley shows that we've had, year by year, they seem like the attendance jumps. For sure, this year, the attendance and the amount of vendors that we had just skyrocketed quite honestly i mean i'm not sure exactly what did it i don't know if it's word of mouth from last year's show there or what it is but the amount of vendors that we had greatly increased we had vendors in the hallway uh which was next to the ticket table leading to the event room and i think it really really increased the ambiance of the show by having so many vendors out in the hall um doug how many more vendor tables did we have out on the on the ticket level floor yeah we had an additional 30 vendors upstairs and i was able to squeeze in a couple extra tables downstairs in the main ballroom so just vendor wise alone we increased pretty significantly i mean that's that's great i definitely felt like the vendors upstairs really added to the show this time around i felt like uh, i didn't see anyone that wasn't busy everybody was busy there were people constantly milling around it, I thought it was a great show, as always. I, you know, I've said it before. I tend to lean a little bit more towards the Maryland shows because I enjoy them so much. But I thought this one was really just, uh, just a home run. Yeah, I do too. I, I really enjoyed the weekend. I thought the guests were great. Uh, the Q and As were a lot of fun. Malcolm McDowell, as always, uh, brings the house down. I thought the Hellraiser uh, Q and A was really fascinating. You know, I've, I've hosted. I guess about four Hellraiser Q and A's, and every time I still learn something new from you know what went on behind the scenes. And uh, you know, I thought uh, Nicholas Vince's story uh, about uh, Chatterer and his own personal experience with you know the the surgeries and stuff that he's had. I thought it just really uh, brought home you know the the whole behind the scenes of the Hellraiser series, and it's just you know. Uh, like I said, I've done four, I think, different Hellraiser panels, and every time I learned something new, and this time was no exception. Um, how did the panels go that you hosted, Rob? Uh, they were great. We had um, the Saskas were probably the most um, what's a what's a good word to describe them over the top. You know, everybody <laughs> really laughed a lot because you know they're 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 nerds. They're just like you know anybody else that's coming to the convention. Not saying everybody's nerd, but you know, it's it's that they truly they love horror, they love comics, they love wrestling, so they really chatted it up, and I think everyone really loved it. I think the Michael Bean uh, Q and A was good. I think the Wilford Brimley Q and A was great. You know, he he's very uh, Wilford Brimley is very thankful to all everyone that ever comes up to him. I mean, that's one thing that really stands out. We had Rose McGowan that was there. Um, everything was great. You know, I, I don't have a, I didn't have a complaint. I thought that the day went really smooth. I thought that, you know, that we have, we have the costume contest on Saturday night afterwards, which is always a lot of fun. That's honestly, that's my favorite part. That's when I get a really, I really get a chance to enjoy the show for what it is instead of trying to, you know, run things or you know handle one situation or another. Uh, it's the it's the part of the weekend, both in Cherry Hill and Hunt Valley, that I, I enjoy the most. It's 
you know, it lasts like maybe an hour, hour and a half, but it's the most fun for me for sure. I thought that travel for myself this time around was way better. It's like a six hour and five minute drive each way. And we made it in five hours and 15 minutes. And uh, I was ecstatic about that. You know, I, I mean, just everything right from the get go uh, went, went great. I didn't have any and, problems. And best of all for you, the travel up, no dead bodies on the way up this that's, time, right? That's true. Like people, you would have to ask my wife, Kim, about her story because she was, she was freaked out about it. So never, I'll never go through Washington, D.C. again. Well, I mean, I, I will, but she won't, I guess. I'll tell you, Rob, I mean, uh, I thought you did really well with handling the Q&As. I mean, you're no Superman, but <laughs> you did really well. I don't think I'm ever going to live that down. So my wife had gotten a uh, a Dean Kane, you know, the the photo op, and uh, she literally changed her picture on Twitter to her and Dean Kane and tweeted to me that I'm no Superman. What yeah, is, what is that? And, which I immediately retweeted out. Oh, the crowd. you were you you could not wait, and you texted me right away and you laughed. It was just not <laughs> not good. So, I mean, it was – she's had a crush on that guy for, for 20s. I'm just telling you, don't ever bring in David Boreanaz because <laughs> it will be over if that happens. You'll be living with me. I'll be, I'll be coming home by myself. That's not good. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it was, it, was a, it was a good weekend. You know, I, I think, you know, like for myself now I'm down here. I'm kind of sheltered where I don't have a – I don't have a lot of people. I have family, but I don't have a lot of people outside of family. And I don't have a lot of events to go to. So for me to be able to go to Monster Mania, you know, I, I genuinely look forward to it. Like I'm already, we've already, you know, reserved the rooms for March. We're already looking forward to March. So, so let me ask you a question, Dave. So you had stated that uh, when I talked to you on Sunday, you said, I'm taking all of October off. I'm done. I need a break. But I noticed that that didn't quite happen. No. Uh, what was, that was Sunday. By Monday afternoon, I was sending out uh, emails and texts already working on the headliners for not one, but all three of the shows for next year. So I I swore I was going to try to take the month off. Like after the show, like you have to pay the bills and, you know, uh, deal with, you know, a lot of the last minute. Like even on the Monday of the show, some stars are still flying back. Uh, you know, you're dealing with car services and missed flights and things like that. But I was, I swore to myself I was going to take the month of October off and just enjoy the Halloween season. It's my favorite season of the year. Uh, you know, I, I pull out the DVDs and the Blu-rays and every day at least try to watch one movie, uh, you know, that's horror-oriented. Some of the classics and some of the more modern stuff. But, you know, Monday afternoon... I was already sending out texts and emails working on some, you know, basically the headliners for uh, each of the shows next year. So actually working on some things that I I would love to announce very soon, uh, probably by the next podcast with all, you know, if luck goes our way. That's crazy. Crazy that you are all, I mean, because we'll probably podcast in like two weeks. So we'll, we'll do our big October, you know, Halloween thing. Uh, And you're already thinking that you're going to be able to announce guests for you know, possibly March, and we're we're months away. We still have well, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas to go through, and New Year's. It's nuts. Actually, I I can announce tonight. I can announce something for March, uh, which we haven't announced anywhere yet. Both Kane Hodder and C.J. Graham are going to do in costume Jason photo ops for the March show. They're going to do them individually, and they're going to do a joint oh. uh, Jason, and it'll be the. It, I don't know if it's going to be the very first time. I believe it's going to be the first time I that Kane so. Hodder's actually going to do it. I don't know. He might announce another show ahead of us. But as of right now, uh, to my knowledge, it's going to be the first time that Kane's going to do it in costume. Jason photo op and CJ's going to do one as well. Um, so that's basically our first two guest announcements for March of 2018. I love it. I love the in costume I think I that's so. very unique. I think it gives people an opportunity to, you know, live out the the fandom a little bit more, you know, take it one step further and be a part of, you know, getting a photo shot uh, with, you know, with Jason or, you know, with anybody that's like that. That's it's literally for a lot of fans is a dream come true. It's great. Yeah. 
Honestly, I would like to see Kane do uh, regular Jason. I would love to see Kane do Jason X. Like oh, the, I would love the, it. You know, the futuristic version. Uber Jason. Um, I would love it. Yes, that would be awesome. But uh, for right now, my knowledge is regular Jason that we all know and love Kane for. So, But I, I'm really looking. I, that's a photo op that I want to get for myself. I mean, I think it's going to be uh, – you have the date already for March, Dave, just so you can let people know? Uh, it's March 9th, 10th, and 11th. Perfect. And so, the hotel's already taken reservations. We're taking vendor table orders already, and we should have the ticket order page up very shortly. Awesome. So, Dave, let's let's jump to something else. Last podcast I had asked you, uh, I had said, like, oh, I want to kind of discuss what happens when we're – let's say I'm just I'm, – I'm a big star, Right. And it's five days from Monster Mania from the from the, the uh, from the date. And I you mean a, a you mean a big star like Dean Kane? Like Dean yes, like Dean Kane. <laughs> very, okay. very funny. And I can't I can't make Monster Mania. So you are now five days out from the date of, of when Monster Mania happens. What autom- what goes through your mind? What's the process of, of dealing with a cancellation? Uh, honestly, the first thing that happens is I get nauseous, and that's the God's honest truth. The second thing is I usually find out via email or text or phone call. Generally, it's a text. And I could literally take the phone and throw it across whatever room I'm at. I can tell you, for the most part, where I was nearly every time a guest is canceled. I can tell you where I was. I can remember Dave and I were at a Flyers game. My favorite game to go to every year is Flyers-Toronto Maple Leafs game. I I love going to that one. I love going to the Flyers-Boston Bruins game. We're at, a couple years ago it was, we're at the Flyers-Toronto game. I get an email telling me that Carrie Fisher uh, has canceled the show that we were going to do. I think it was the March show that year. I, I literally showed the email to Dave I responded to the email saying something like, are you absolutely sure there's no way she can do this? Uh, The response came back, no, she can't. I was so upset by the cancellation, even though this was my favorite hockey game of the year. I turned to Dave and I was like, I I can't do this. I want to go home. Yeah. I I said, I just, I I just want to go home. Like because I I didn't drive, I need someone to drive me home. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but, I mean, <laughs> but I think with the Carrie Fisher thing in particular, I mean, um, I think she had just come off a uh, an episode on like a plane or like a cruise ship or like something yeah. to that extent. So it, like at least in our defense, it was you know somewhat public knowledge that things weren't going well. Um, so there there wasn't a huge backlash. Well, it wasn't too big of a backlash, but I mean, I, I absolutely positively hate like on a scale of one to 10 a guest cancellation is about a 97 for me um i can't stand when a guest cancels i i it physically makes me ill um i i know it's going to upset people i know you know people that have bought tickets are going to be disappointed i know when i go on facebook that along with the people that are going to understand that it's not our fault that i'm going to get a fair share of you know, basically, this convention sucks. This really sucks. No matter what guest it is, even if it's the most, uh, it's even if it's the person you would least consider to be a headliner, there's always, you know, three to four people that say that that's the one person they were coming for. And, you know, it, it's not it's not a good experience to be in my shoes to have to do that. Like, I dread having to make that announcement. I do the art for the Facebook page. I don't do it for the website, but I do all the artwork for the Facebook page. You know, it it takes time to do. It takes time to negotiate the terms. It takes time to put the contract together. You send it out. You wait for the, you know, the signature to come back. Any terms that have to be changed. Like a lot goes into it. Then you announce it. And in a lot of cases, I I will buy a movie uh, specifically to show because that person's going to be there. Which is one of the reasons why I put the event list out uh, really, really close to the to the show because usually what happens is most guest cancellations come 
the, the two weeks prior to the show, the two, two to three weeks prior to the show. And that's usually because that's when you're buying the flights or the car services or the train transportation. That's when you're buying the transportation for the stars to the show. And inevitably, when it comes time to book their flights, someone tells you that, you know, for whatever reason, they can't make it. Sometimes the reasons are legitimate. Uh, like for the last show, uh, Alexandra Breckenridge had to cancel. She had uh, a family illness that, you know, I was given full details of what the illness was. Totally understand. Wish her the very best and her family. Um, she can't, you know, I, I totally understand why she can't make the show. So when you make that cancellation announcement, you know, there's just nothing you can do about it. Uh, there's other times, quite honestly, when a guest uh, in their contract, it says that uh, they're allowed to cancel for filming. In all honesty, I've had guests cancel that I know aren't filming, and that's the excuse they give me. Um, and sometimes I'll say, you know, do you really want me to announce that that's the reason? Because I tell the fans the reason that I've been told. Uh, and they'll tell me yes. And I mean, in some cases, it's easy to find out whether the person's really filming or not. But, you know, I announce uh, whatever reason they give me is the reason that I tell the fans. I feel like we owe it to the fans to let them know why the guest is canceling as much as possible. Um, but it's it's the most nauseating, frustrating, uh, disappointing thing that happens uh, for the show. And, and the closer to the show that the cancellation comes the worse it is for me. Um, you know, we've had Clive Barker cancel because of the illness he had uh, in a dentist chair. Uh, we've had, uh, you know, the Carrie Fisher thing. She had a uh, an episode on a cruise ship. Um, you know, we've had people cancel, quite honestly, because they just decided they didn't want to come to the show at the last minute. This past show, we had uh, a star change their talent representative and the new representative uh, did not honor any of the previous contracts, even though they were, uh, you know, signed and advertised. I mean, it's just, you know, some things I can control, some things I can influence. Guest cancellations, for the most part, are out of my control. And, and sadly, I mean, it happens. I mean, it's not just doesn't just happen to Monster Mania. It happens at any convention anywhere. Right. It's just. You know, uh, and some people legitimately get work. You know, I mean, we, we've had we've come close a couple times with Robert England. He's changed his film schedules to uh, attend our show or he's told people that he can't film on, you know, the Friday of the show because he already had a contract with us. You know, fortunately, Robert's the kind of guy that will do that. And he has enough juice that for most films he can get away with saying, hey, I can't film on Friday. Um, but. You know, some other people can't get away with that. And sometimes the film requires that they have to be there. The The hard thing is, is when you're booking a star that's working on a television show, because, uh, you know, like we've had AMC uh, have people film until two, three o'clock in the morning on The Walking Dead, you know, uh, late night Friday into Saturday. And, you know, I've had people get on a plane and literally come to the show without any sleep and sign autographs and then, you know, go home and, and sleep on the plane. So, uh, you know, some of it is just the luck of the draw and, you know, you just hope for the best. Like every time I announce a guest, I have full intention of them being there. But inevitably, if you announce 40 guests, that there's going to be, you know, a number of them that for whatever reason can't make the show. But it's sure. it sucks. It sucks when it happens, man. I, you know, uh, I just turned to Dave and said, you know, hey, I got to go home. It's it's I, I can't concentrate on this game. I'm too upset. I just got to go home. So, so how, how how do you handle? First of all, I, I noticed that it's become it's become common where if you if someone cancels, uh, even whether it's even if it's a week, let's let's use that example that we had started with. It's a week prior to. C can you explain to people just how hard it is to get to grab a new guest? I don't think people understand just how hard it is. It's nearly impossible. Quite honestly, um, you're talking the closer you get to the show, the much harder it becomes. Like if somebody cancels a month out, sometimes the agent that represents the person canceling uh, can offer you somebody of comparable status. Other times they can't. 
Uh, other times they, you know, you'll have an A-list person cancel and the agent's trying to offer you a C-list person to replace them. Like, that's just not going to work. We, you know, what was it? Not the last show, but the show prior in August 37, uh, Kate Beckinsale initially canceled. We talk about getting nauseous. So I immediately went to work on some replacements, uh, one of which actually was Rose McGowan. So, you know, after three or four days when we were trying to finalize some people that we had lined up for replacements, uh, I got the call that Kate was back in. So uh, we had already started negotiations with Rose McGowan. So rather than bring her to uh, 37, we moved her to 38 in Hunt Valley. It gave me a headliner in Hunt Valley. It worked out better for her time-wise. It was it was less. She had she had more notice to get ready. But you know, the closer you get to the show, the harder it becomes. And and when a guest cancels, you know, a week or two before the show, in all honesty, I mean, I try my best. I mean, quite often. Uh, when we have a guest cancel, I'm able to uh, replace that guest sometimes with a person that's that's uh, I don't know if uh, of more interest maybe to the fans or of greater interest to uh, a wider number of fans. I try my best to make the replacements at least as good as the person that they're replacing. But the closer you get to the show, the harder it becomes. I mean, you're basically you know, the week of the show is really impossible because you're at, you're asking somebody on a Monday or a Tuesday if on Thursday they can be packed and on a plane fly into Baltimore or Philadelphia. Um, so I don't know too many people that on a two day notice can get on a plane and be fully packed with photos to sign and everything, you know, that goes along with doing an appearance. It's the closer to the show it becomes, the much, much, much harder it becomes to find a replacement. I mean, in, in your in your defense, though, you really are batting high numbers because it almost always seems, you know, like if someone drops out, boom, they're you know you're right there to have a replacement. It's just it gets so hard, you know, like you said, like when you're a day or two out, it's really difficult, you know. But yeah, man, you you really. You come through more times than not, and I think that's why people expect you to do that. Is that you know, and I think people are uh, sometimes unrealistic with uh, you know if if somebody drops out, you, you know, and we're five days out, you can't say, well, can you get Rob Zombie? Like it's just it's not. Yeah, it's not. Real, like it's not realistic. Some some of the guest suggestions when somebody drops out and you've got two days to fill the bill. You know, Al Pacino's not going to get on the plane and come to Mania no. two days from now. You know, like, uh, you know, Rob Zombie's not going to do it with four months notice, let alone, you know, two days. Yeah, there is some, you know, unrealistic suggestions, but, you know, I guess that just comes with the territory. Yeah, yeah. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss horror news. And uh, there's a lot going on out there. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back.
Well, Rob, Frisco, Texas, there's a donut store called Hertz Donuts, and they have special delivery options for those that were living nearby. On September 25th and 26th, you could pay an extra $5 on top of their normal $5 delivery service fee, and they would have an employee from the shop dress up like a scary clown and drop off a box of their donuts at your house. Hertz Donuts owner, Cos Clay, Guide Live Special, which was available only two days initially, was meant to keep up with the trends, and clowns are trending right now. The surge in clown interest, of course, is due in part to the smash blockbuster It. Though the Hertz clown costume had unruly red hair, ragged teeth, and comes gripping a handful of shiny red balloons, Clegg denied that it had any relationship at all to the movie It. So like to have someone show up at your door with a box of dozen donuts dressed up like a, the, basically the cl- killer clown from It. What would be even more fun is if you would send it to a friend. I mean, I think it's a great idea. I think it's creative. I think it's fun. I've never heard of a donut delivery. I thought I was going to say you were excited over, oh, they're delivering donuts. <laughs> hey, get up. We've got to put pants on. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, can't, I, I just leave money under the, uh, under the front door and they Give just come. the door, baby. That's right. So uh, the next story is, uh, which I'm sure is something we can all talk about. Cult of Chucky was leaked online before its official Netflix release, which was scheduled for October 3rd. But the film actually leaked on September 24th. Uh, Cult of Chucky writer Don Mancini tweeted out to fans to the geniuses who leaked Cult of Chucky and tweeted about it. Congrats. Not only are you terrible people. Now, universal lawyers know you. This, no one is quite sure what effect that is going to have on the film, or even more so, uh, future uh, installments in the film series. Um, but in 2015, a film called Turbo Kid was one of the most pirated films of the year, and uh, the producers claimed that it led to them to completely scrap plans for a sequel. Yep. My question with that is, if it was already scheduled to be on Netflix on October 3rd, like, I, I don't, do the film, does the producers of the film, do they make money per download from Netflix? I don't know particularly about Netflix, but I know about Amazon Prime. Every time that Amazon Prime, if someone watches something on Amazon Prime, they get a percentage of, they get a certain amount of money based per watch. So what people now are doing is they're making movies exclusively for Amazon Prime so that, you know, that's how they're recouping their budget on a, on a small budget film. Now, something like this, I, I'm assuming that it was probably some sort of a deal where, you know, um, Netflix purchased it through I, – I, is it, it's Universal, right, that puts out Cult of Chucky? Yeah, I believe so. All right, so Universal, the, the way that usually – typically Netflix buys – films is they buy films through the studio and the studio puts together packages. So I don't know if it's, I don't know. I'm sure that they can see how much, what the viewership is, but I don't think Netflix has anything on it where you get paid per view. That would be up to Netflix themselves who also today mentioned, uh, they announced that their, that their rates are going up by $2. I don't know if you heard hmm. that or not. $13.99 no. now. $13.99. So, so, I, I just wonder what effect, and I'm sure it has a, a definite effect on, uh, you know, the Blu-ray purchases and sure. the DVD purchases. But if it was already going to be on Netflix on October 3rd, I wonder how, what kind of effect releasing it on September 24th does. Quite honestly, like I, I saw the, well, first of all, I, we had Alex Vincent at the show uh, this weekend uh, prior to the official release. And he was quite upset that uh, it had gotten uh, leaked out ahead of time. And he was very, very upset that so many people had seen it before uh, either buying it on Blu-ray or watching it on Netflix. So I actually really felt bad for him. Like he, You could see he took it very, very personally that that happened. Um, when you, if, you know, if you see the movie, you see how he has a more pivotal role in it um, than you might expect. Did you see it at all? I did. I watched it uh, to, uh, the day it came out, to, uh, Tuesday night. I watched it. 
uh, on Netflix. Now, from what I understand, Netflix has a rated version and not an unrated version. And the post credit scene is not on there. Now, the post credit scene you can see on YouTube. So that's what I did. I was, someone said, you go to YouTube, you can watch the post credit scene. I don't know what's missing from the movie itself. Like, I don't feel like there's anything where I just go, like, I don't understand. Unless it was possibly gore, you know? Um, I mean, I, I think it was good. I, I can understand why he's upset because it gives – his character is, is a main character in that film. And there's potential for another, you know what I mean? Which means for him, it's another – you know, it's it's being able to make another film. Right. So And, you know, and he's someone that's been – out of the filmmaking business for, you know, some time. Uh, I believe he was in the last, you know, uh, film in the series, but you know, he had much more pivotal role in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I Honestly, I was kind of disappointed with this one. Uh, I thought Curse was really good. Uh, I thought this one was kind of a step back. Um, but I did learn one thing from this one, Rob. I've learned that if I'm ever on a bad date, I know how to get out of the bad date right away. So what are you going to do? You're going to say, did you Google me? <laughs> well, uh, you know, not, this is a spoiler, but it's something that happens. Oh. It's something that happens. <laughs> yeah, it happens in the, so, it happens in the first 90. Spoilers. It happens in the first 90 seconds of the movies, Dave. Like, so just keep your pants on. Um, the one thing I learned is like, he's on this date and he proceeds to tell her that when he was six years old, his babysitter was killed. His teacher was killed. His caseworker was killed, and thirty-seven other people. Now, for some reason, after hearing that, his date decides that maybe she, it's time for her to leave. So I know that from now on, if I'm on a date that I've really got to get the hell out of, I'm going to just drop the you know the fact that uh, thirty-seven people that I know were viciously killed, and I'm sure my date will go running. All right, so Doug now. now. Now, Doug, you are the <laughs> the horror movie connoisseur, and I'm sure you could not wait to see the newest Chucky installment. Listen, um, I love them all from the first one to the the uh, one they just had before this the last one, and um, <laughs> and, and, and the one before that one. Uh, right? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, love them all. Look, one. Um, after that, I'm not really watching too many of them. So anything with cult of, I'm not checking it out. It scared me from the start, so I didn't check it out. Uh, but I do have Netflix, so maybe on a random day when I don't feel good, like probably tomorrow if I call out of work, maybe I'll put it in just so I could tell you what I thought. Hmm. I, uh, I it's hard for me to say if I if I really. Liked it. I think I feel like there's a lot of unanswered questions. So I, I'm gonna watch it again. Um, Wait, you're gonna watch it again? I am. I'm gonna watch it again. Well, like, dude. I mean, you get every bit of that free viewing, don't? I try to. That's the thing. Like, if it's if it's ten dollars a month, I'm getting my ten dollars. I mean, it's fourteen now. You just said so it's like oh, I gotta watch it two more times. That's right. Uh, there's a phone service, Rob. I don't know if it's T-Mobile or if it's one of the other ones, but if you switch over to them, you can sign up and get free Netflix. So you won't have to pay that $16 a month anymore. It's so nice. Rob is going to be changing his phone service immediately. 9 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to wait that long? They're probably open now. Just do it online. <laughs> you think? If they're open now, then I'm going to do it now. No, I, I mean, I, I will be honest. I watch more... Amazon Prime than I watch Netflix. I actually watch Netflix the least. See, I have Amazon Prime, but I never watch anything on it. Oh, well, dude. I don't really watch much TV because I'm always on the go. So I actually canceled my Netflix, to be honest, just because I'm never home to watch it. Um, I watch Amazon Prime at nighttime. Um, I, I've been watching uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm on this insane loop of like six months and before that it was two years of Seinfeld on Hulu on Hulu. So uh, yep. Yeah, it's bad. They're same show. No. Curb uh, Enthusiasm is a winner. Now here's a here's the thing. All right, Dave. Uh what's that? <laughs> I said we say Roseanne. No, no. Uh, although I can't wait for Roseanne. Um <laughs> so Dave you watch 
uh, Curb. And did you know that a couple episodes of Curb actually leaked? Yes. And they weren't finished from what I heard. I heard there's like some green screen shots in it that weren't finished and some other stuff. I heard the scripts leaked when they had when they were hacked by like North Korea or whatever, whoever it was. Uh, I didn't know that actual video of it leaked. Yeah, it I was heard, like uh, one, three, script. and nine or something like that. It was can like, we get, can we get back to horror news? Sorry, <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. Like I don't think. I'm just saying. No, no. There's. Now, I don't want to hear about. I don't want to hear about. Unfilled. I don't want to hear about Kirby's enthusiasm. Now you see why the least social of the group. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's horror news. Horror news. I'm just no, rela- I'm relating it to the situation. Leakage. I, right, leakage. Right. I'm st- and, and I don't <laughs> want to hear about your depends leakage. I, I don't horror think news. I don't think that that made anyone not watch uh, Curb that was on Sunday. So that's what I'm going to say. Now we'll right. get back to horror news. So thank you. Okay. You know I'm a big Universal Horror fan. Yes. Um, Universal had... the classic monsters. Universal <laughs> had big plans for The Mummy. Uh, it was supposed to be the first of a relaunched dark universe. Uh, future films were to include reboots of The Invisible Man, Night of Frankenstein, Dracula, The Creature from the Black Lagoon, The Phantom of the Opera, and numerous other ones. Uh, Angelina Jolie was uh, loosely uh, rumored to be uh, of Frankenstein, uh, the person who wrote the script for the forthcoming Aquaman movie, uh, was the person who was um, supposed to script the creature from the Black Lagoon. Well, all that is uh, kind of in limbo now. The Mummy is doomed to lose the studio nearly a hundred million dollars if true it's a potential death blow to the future of all the dark universe films that universal had planned i can't say that i'm heartbroken about that because i saw the mummy and i i think universal feels that by adding a big name actor to each of these films that it's going to be the magic elixir uh to make the film a hit back to the kenneth Branagh frankenstein with robert I think Nero was uh, just didn't handle the role well. Uh, I, I think whatever they got to do, they need to go back to the heart and soul of what these Universal Monster films really were and try to recapture the spirit and the feel of the movie instead of trying to add a big name and hoping that having a big name actor in a shitty movie is going to make it any good. Now, hold on to your pants, Rob. I actually watched that Robert De Niro Frankenstein movie. Did you? Yes. Did you like and it? And I liked it. I, I think that the issue is that they're monster movies. And I think that's where it gets lost. I think that for the most part, they try to do action and they try to do all this big CG stuff. And that's not what the movies were about. They were about monsters and fear and the, the whole chemistry. And I, I, I have to admit, like, I didn't. I didn't see the Mummy movie. It looked terrible. Looked terrible. So I have no idea what goes on in the movie. I haven't seen any of the the Mummy movies. I haven't like I just I have zero interest in it because it just doesn't look like something that I'm gonna enjoy. Yeah, I don't know if it has any effect on it, but I just think the Mummy is the dumbest character there is. And for like, Doug, Frank that's saying a cool. lot. Dracula's cool. <laughs> Mummy's just stupid. No, well, I mean, so if you take a look back at what Universal's done, I mean, before this, you know, they went with the, um, you know, Del Toro Wolfman, which kind of bombed. Then before yep. that, they went with the Hugh Jackman Van Helsing. Um, I think what they have to do is they have to come out with a creature. I, I think that hasn't been done. It's been talked about even with John Carpenter, but uh, I think if they came out of the gate with that, uh, you know, you know that that's a money maker. I feel. Um, but mummies, yeah, the mummy's the mummy. Yeah, it's it's lame. Yeah, yeah. If you get caught by the mummy, your ass deserves to die. Uh, honestly, if you think about it, the modern zombie is just like the uh, the mummy was. I mean, how many times during a costume contest do we have the leg dragging zombie come across the stage? It's the same thing that the mummy did. It's just that the mummy was wrapped up in in wrapping, and the zombies are going to drag their foot along until they catch in bite you however in hunt valley we had a break dancing <laughs> zombie 
that took forever to get on stage could break dance pretty well and then took forever to get back off stage. Yeah, that's true. I just think but, that, you know, Dave was mentioning those couple of movies, Van Helsing and Wolfman, and those movies weren't good. You no. know, I think that's I, – I agree that maybe we need to get away from the stars and we need to stop with the enormous CGI and we need to stop making these movies $200 million budgets. You know, that's not what the movies are about. The movies are about, you know, monsters. And I think that's the one thing that's lacking. When I watch The Mummy, I don't see a monster. Well, I think it's the combination of the monsters and I think it's heart. Like the the universal monster movies – the classic ones had heart, and these films don't. It's it's when like when they did the uh, the remake of War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise, it yeah. sucked. You know, I mean, like the original one, uh, you know, you didn't have the expensive CGI and you didn't have like the super famous actors, but it, the movie had heart, and the Tom Cruise remake did not. And and it's it's it Van Helsing didn't. None of these films do. Okay, uh, what what about the Brendan Fraser mummy? Uh, that one is the exception. I it they took the mummy into like a different type of approach to it. Honestly, I thought the first Brendan Fraser mummy movie was really good. Entirely different. They weren't trying to remake the classic Universal monster mummy, but I thought the direction they took with it was really good. I thought it was well acted. I thought it was well scripted. Uh, the CGI in it was was put to good use. I mean, especially uh, for the CGI for its time was like like whoa! Did you see that? Like, yeah, I I really liked that one. Out of all the Universal attempts at a reboot, the that Brendan Fraser Mummy I think was was by far the best of them all. Right, and I think that was largely because of Brendan Fraser. Um, and, and I think the I think the the rest of the cast was good as well. But I mean, it was. It, it was fun. I mean, it was it wasn't scary, but um, that it, it was a fun movie. I'm sure Doug. And, I'm sure Doug and I would rather him be in Encino Man too. Oh, such a hit! <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take uh, like a biodome. Yeah, you know, I'll take him and Paulie Shore over some shitty mummy any day of the week. <laughs> so, last up on our horror news, uh, the long rumored. Underworld television show is supposedly about to start filming. Uh, as reported by Deadline, director Len Wiseman and his production company Sketch Films are moving forward with the long-delayed Underworld series. Uh, the producers plan to debut Underworld on both cable television and streaming services, and they hope to reach as many potential viewers as possible. There are currently no names attached to the project, and Sketch Films has yet to give a tentative release date, but production is expected to start soon. Uh, no word yet if the character of Celine is in the series, or if if she is, if Kate Beckinsale is going to reprise the role. Uh, Wiseman teased that the show will be will be different from the uni- Underworld franchise. The quote from him was, the series will be a pretty big departure from the films. I don't want to say it's more adult, but it's definitely less comic book in its tone and character. My guess is that um, Kate Beckinsale is not going to be in it. For those that may not know, uh, Len Wiseman fell in love with Kate Beckinsale during the filming of the movie, married her, and then divorced her not that long ago. Um, So... I would seriously doubt that she's going to be in the television series. I think he departed from the films probably after the second or third. Um, so he, he hasn't been directly involved with them, although they've been you know, utilizing the characters that he created. Uh, I'd be interested in seeing what a television series based on Underworld would be. Not sure uh, if I, you know, I wouldn't expect Kate Beckinsale to be in it, but... Dave's, uh, I guess, the big underworld fan of the group of us, right? I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, I, I've probably seen them all and I've watched them. Um, I mean, it's entertaining, but I'm not like you know, crapping my pants for like a new underworld or like an underworld series. Um, no, I mean, it's just something to watch. You know, they're not, they're not bad. They're not great. They're, you know, they're okay. 
I started to watch one on Stars or Encore, and it was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's the, the beacon of truth. <laughs> yeah. like, he, he loves his horror movies. He loves them. It doesn't have to do anything to do with horror. The acting was just awful. Like, they were in, like, jail cell, and she was having flashbacks. It was just bad. I've never seen, now, one, never seen one of them. I mean, so that's all I saw, and I changed it real quick. Uh, if more adult means boobies, I might check it out. No, I, I don't think more boobies will will happen. I've never seen one of them. I don't, I don't even have anything to add. Wait, I, wait, wait, wait. You've never I, seen a boobie? No, I've never no, he's seen. Never seen uh, oh, never, right. never seen. Uh, well, I thought we had a confession here. I, I'm not. I'm no Superman, but uh, I've, uh, yeah. I've never seen. I've never. You're seen no Dean Kane either. I, I I remember when you announced Kate Beckinsale, and I literally went to who, because <laughs> I've never seen. I because aren't they like like sci-fi ish too or no those shows? Uh, I guess you could say that it's werewolves versus vampires. Oh yeah, I've never seen it. You know, so I, I, I mean, it, do you, did they say what network it would be on? No, it's not been released what network, although they say uh, they're looking for it to be on uh, network television and streaming services, although they announced uh, neither of which it's going to be or, you know, which, uh, which channels or anything at all like that. It's just really, really uh, open-ended. All right, so, so it's not happening. So, Dave, I have, I have a little bit of uh, a little thing to add so today is the start of new york comic-con and since stranger things is right up everyone's alley with horror uh they announced today that they are going to be releasing stranger things on blu-ray and dvd uh, october 17th and it's going to be a target exclusive it's going to look like a vhs box now i'm just curious i actually think that's really cool I think that's a good selling point. I think VHSs are hot right now. I think they're very popular. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe the, the circles that I run with are popular. Do you? What do you guys think of something along those lines where it literally looks like something you would pick up at a video rental store? I thought you'd be more of a beta man, Rob. Well, I mean, I had one movie on beta. I had uh, Over the Top on beta, but no beta man. Oh, First off, are... that is a fucking fantastic movie. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, when I flip that hat around, it's business. That's what it, that's what it means. It's go time. Yeah. So good choice. Uh, another good choice with beta is the Halloween that almost wasn't. That Big Dave says people stole just because he's a jerk. What, no, you, no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. That, it, that was something horror related that Doug did like. Yeah. Check this out, Rob. Back in the day, I liked horror for like a minute. Okay. I, I think that's what happened to him, and then it broke his heart because the Halloween and, almost wasn't got stolen. <laughs> And it was the Halloween that almost wasn't. And, it and, then, was, and then, then he switched to Hercules Goes Bananas. <laughs> uh, That's the God's honest truth. I don't know how those two... But wait a second. So the real question has to go to Big Dave. Now, did Big Dave conveniently lose this beta so that the kids would stop watching it? Or what happened? It got My, stolen in his VCR when his VCR got stolen. Right. My, my VCR was stolen. Big and Dave likes to have shit get stolen. No, it, 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 the VCR was in the house. Uh, somebody broke into the house, stole the VCR, and the, the tape was in it. Maybe the, let, tape, let, let, maybe the tape was a selling point. Oh, shit, they have that? Let me explain to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I came home from the, like, the first day of second grade to the Halloween Almost Wasn't, and Doug was watching it. We probably had watched it like non-stop for like I don't six know how long years. since then. Probably. Six years. Yo, probably. Disco dancing? That's the best. And then they go disco dancing and he spins around and he's in a tuxedo like leisure suit that dad wore to prom? That's fucking bee's knees, dude. That's... Oh, no, no. I, I, I like the Halloween almost wasn't, but you know, when it's in Doug mode, it's like, oh, we're going to watch it again and then I watch it again. So if it got stolen, quote unquote. Uh, no, it, it did. Uh, I no judgment. No judgment. <laughs> I don't have Fire Stick, but I heard you can watch it on Fire Stick. It's possible. Uh, it might uh, even it might even be on YouTube. To be honest, I don't know. I know, I know you there's can. a lot of stuff on on YouTube, and it's awesome. Um, so I was once into horror, and then Big Dave the Thief ruined it for me. Wow! And 
And he also ruined things like uh, when we watch Jason and stuff and people get killed, he would cover our eyes at the boobs. So, but not, he ruins at, but, not but not at the death, right? No, right. no, no. I, I watched a guy get harpooned in the dick. And Big Dave, <laughs> that was like a, a Jason in a canoe or some shit. Big Dave let me see that, but like boobies, whoa, 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 can't watch them. So that's why I hate horror movies. Man, I, I almost feel like you should go to therapy. It does not sound uh, like it doesn't sound like you had a good childhood at all. Sounds pretty. Dave bad. needs much more therapy than I do because he remembers a lot more. But uh, Rob, you know Rob, remember when it was just you and I on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Listened. I, I'm not getting into the middle of this with uh, you know family uh, family or squabbles or whatever it is. I'm, I'm not getting in the middle of it. So so wait, so you're saying Doug and I should do our own podcast? I, I think <laughs> yeah. that's what you're saying. Yes. I love when people come up for tickets and the three of us are just like bullshitting and uh, I'm making fun of dad or uh, dad and Dave are doing whatever. And then I start making fun of my dad humping Yorkies and people are just like, what the hell? Um, but yeah, that's our family. It's pretty awesome. Or you're, you're talking yeah. about streaks. Uh, honestly, oh, yeah. what... <laughs> Ronnie with your ass streaks. But what you, what you see at the, at the uh, costume contest is, is real. Yeah. It's actually a little bit toned down. I think because we're tired at that point. Well, yeah, if it was at like two o'clock, which it shouldn't be, um, <laughs> which it shouldn't be. No, <laughs> no, it shouldn't be. But <laughs> it would be, uh, dude, it would be bad. It would be real bad. Well, we'd all be be all amped up, but by the time that even nine, when, remember when we used to have it at eleven? I don't think I. I think it was at ten. I don't. Was it really ever at eleven? <laughs> Seemed like the it. one. The one show <laughs> it was uh, because G. Tom Mac. Yeah. Or, or Alan. One of yeah, them. Yeah. Played music that never ended, and uh, by the time we got on, it was like eleven, and we cut into Rocky Horror, and that was a whole problem. Um. And then yeah, it's just it's too late to function. Yeah, I think nine o'clock's the right time for that. Yeah, works out good. So Dave, what else do you got? Anything else before we wrap it up here? I was just going to ask the group, and, and this was uh, unplanned. Uh, anybody watching the current like season? Of, oh, oh. Anybody <laughs> oh. watching? The, anybody watching the current season of American Horror Story? I am. Me too. Doug or Dave? No, um, sorry. I tried to watch the last one. And I cut out in the middle of that one, so uh, I don't even give last, a shot. I swear, Roanoke gets the most hate, and I think it's it's my favorite American Horror Story. No, screw that. Then I watched the one before that with Lady Gaga. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Hotel. Uh, and I uh, heard I, that was a bad series. Uh, I think this series currently is really, really good. It's got it's got a little bit of everything in it. Uh, it it's got the killer clowns in it. It's got uh, political... Uh, almost satire, I guess you could say, or, or at least uh, it turns a lens on what's happening uh, with people's reaction to politics in the country right now. But I think this season is really good. I'm really enjoying it. I can't wait for each episode. Yeah, usually I watch it on Wednesday mornings, and Big Dave's there it's 10.30 at night with the with the spoiler with his ugh this or how much he loves that. <laughs> so I, I wake up the next morning and I'm looking at it and I go, okay, I got to watch it. But we talk about it a lot. I think it's I think it's fun, man. All right, so they take a couple of weeks off from Sarah Paulson's character who is so over the top upset and like is driven by anxiety and nervousness and all kinds of problems. And they kind of focused on what's going on behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, and I, I think I really enjoy that. I think, I think I enjoy like the first night of the, of the, when it, when it came on, I loved the reactions from both sides of people when Trump got elected, because that's kind of how it starts out. Loved it because you have people literally just losing their shit and other people, you know, losing their shit, but upset. Um, and I, I, I think that they're showing you how, I guess I don't want to say evil, but I guess I guess evil. I guess how evil politics are, on how you, on how you know the media can drive people to be nervous. You know, she's showing you that she's the first person there, and you know, then she's showing you without giving away spoilers. She's showing you, you know, she's making it seem like 
everything's so bad. And even the producer on the, the station is like, you can't keep telling people that. Like, crime is down and, you know, everyone's safe and blah, blah, blah. And you're scaring the crap out of people. So I really like it because to me it shows kind of, I think, what everyone thinks is happening nowadays. And I'm not saying that the media – I mean I have my own opinions on the media – and 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 Dave, Big Dave, I think you you always agree with me. It's just I, I don't think it's I, I think that it's a good take on society right now. Yeah, I I think it it shows how the media has the potential to manipulate people. Um, but you know, along with that, I think uh, the storyline is really good. I think the characterization. Uh, of the individuals that are, you know, the I guess the the lead characters this season is really really good. Uh, it's got some uh, moments that you almost have to look away from the screen, um, but uh, I really like it. If if you're not watching it, I would uh, suggest you catch up on it. I think the seasons are one of the best that they've had so far. And, and American so. Horror Story gets the bum rap, man. They get a lot of people that just don't. And I, th- I I can see that because I think what was it Freak Show I watched all of Freak Show, and that was the first season of of American Horror Story that I watched, and uh, I remember as soon as Twisty died, I felt like the show took a nosedive because then they started killing everyone off real quick. It was almost like, like in the middle of the season they, they trying just, to wrap it up. Yeah, like like really yeah. quick, and and I, I it was really visible, like you could see it. And this time around, I'm hoping that they don't do it. I think that there's, I want to say 10 episodes, but maybe there's more than that. I have to look and see. But, I mean, we're like four episodes in, I think, if, if that's right. Uh, but I, I really like it so far. I think it's I think it's a fun show. Because uh, I was just thinking earlier when you were talking about the um, the uh, blood, what is that? What's the one with the Kate Beckinsale? What's the name of that? Underworld. Uh, Underworld. So, Underworld. Right. so when you're talking about Underworld, I'm thinking like, Am I really enjoying any horror that's on TV right now? Are you guys? I mean, I, I like American Horror Story, but that's kind of it. All right, so uh, are we going to talk about American Horror Story ever again? It's possible. Because if so, I will commit my hard-earned free time, and I will catch up and tell you how bad it is. Okay, I want you to do that. Because literally, all right, so 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 the next time we podcast, are you going to be able to catch up on the four or five episodes? Whew, that's asking a lot, Roberto. Every, every, every episode's 44 minutes, dude. <laughs> oh, my good. You know what? I am going to give it the old heg and try, which means right. I'll probably do it. All right, good. I like hearing that. Oh, like man. Hearing that. But isn't this season called Cult? Yes. So that don't let it scare you, though. I already said earlier, yeah, I hate I, cults. I remember. Yeah, you can't, you can't so, shy away from that. You got you to gotta, you gotta face your fear, man. Wait, wait, what about the Church of Heganism? Does that mean that's out? Uh, no, 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 the Church of Heganism, that's not a cult. That's a straight-up chick magnet. Uh, so <laughs> I, uh, I'm i still pastor of that. Wait, and, wait, uh, I thought I started it. You don't start nothing. Can I be the Pope? I had a website. A website? For yeah. what? Because I had to do it for college. Oh, you're Jeff. way after the fact. So, uh, so at least we have a, some sort of a commitment out of you now. Now, Dave, are you going to check it out, or have you been watching it? Uh, I'll give you my Hagen commitment, which I'll turn it on. I'll fall asleep during it. I don't think you will, man. It starts out strong. And, and Carrie Fisher's you, daughter is in it, and she plays a really have, good have, role. Have you seen me sleep? No. Rob, Rob, listen listen, and listen good. Yeah. This asshole falls asleep at everything. We're at my Aunt Laura's 50th birthday party. We're in a hall. Music is blasting. Kids are running around. I'm on the dance floor drinking and dancing. Everyone's dancing and having a good time. Dave goes to like the upper balcony and literally grabs shirts. Uh, I'm sorry, coats, rolls them up in like a ball, like a pillow, and takes a nap. What was this like? Was, two weeks ago? It was a power nap. It was Rob, a power nap. It doesn't matter if it was two weeks ago. We used to have, uh, before my kids got real active with sports, Dave used to come over for uh, football Sundays. We used to hang out and watch games. Really, it was him taking a nap. Third quarter. Try, third quarter. I'll me trying to watch nap. football. Me trying to watch football and watch his kids at the same time so this asshole could take a nap. Man. Doug, I don't know I'm how on, you do it. I'm honestly Stand surprised up. he stayed awake through the podcast. I think he <laughs> walked away at one point. Is, is it that bad? Is I mean, is yeah. he just – oh, man. <laughs> I, well, I just – 
my head hits the uh, any anytime anywhere boom right see i have the same motto but it's about chicks yeah <laughs> you know i do notice that he's he seems to be the most well rested at monster mania oh his his resting bitch face should tell you that uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right well <laughs> this should have been the whole show right here because <laughs> yeah you know, i can, I can no hear more, people tuning out right now now no more horror news let's give them real deal every time i'm anxious now for you to watch uh american horror story i think i'm, I'm curious what your opinion is going to be i know you're going to come back and you're just going to take a big dump on it listen just, i'm gonna i'm gonna grab my bumble lion and i'm gonna watch it all right what is that? Like, good. A, like a sleep? One of those... Now, uh, Bumble Lion was a... What was the show, Dave? Wuzzles. Oh, yeah, the Wuzzles. It was a cartoon in the 80s. I I'm just looking that. at a Bumble Lion stuffed animal I've had probably since I was like five. I was a, a Rhinoki man myself. <laughs> what is that, though? It's Rhinoki. a rhino. And a monkey. And a monkey mixed. Was and that Was the... that on this show? Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna go back the Wuzzles. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna give you my opinion of that. All right. You find <laughs> the Wuzzles, dude. Bumble Lion is the shit. All right. I want to see because if it's, I'm gonna write it literally on my phone right now. Because if it's not good, I'm gonna tell you, like, dude, I don't know what you're watching, but this is shit. It's no gummy bears though. Oh, gummy bears with the grandmom juice. I mean, that basically was a cartoon telling kids drink and just fucking jump around, which is what I do when I drink. So. Uh, yeah, gummy bears for life. All right, guys. Well, this is going to wrap up this episode of Monster Mania Radio. You have just, for the last 10 minutes, caught a glimpse of a train wreck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now you know so, why I watch horror movies. So we should be back in uh, not too long, and we'll be able to have a little Halloween episode. And Doug will give us his recap of American Horror Story, Colt. I'll give a recap of Wuzzles. I believe there might even be a live-action movie of that. And I, I have to go back and I have to see if I can find the Halloween that almost wasn't. Who was who was the star? Was that Christopher Lloyd in that? Uh, no, that was... Um, that was Judd Hirsch. Yes. Um, it was, wow, you actually know was, the actors? Yeah. <laughs> it was the guy that ended up playing um, the um, Herman Munster on The Munsters Today. Oh, okay. I'm blanking on his name. Um, it was the... Uh, who was the witch? I, I don't remember who the witch was. All right, well, we're yeah. gonna, I'm going to try and find out because I want to. I want to see that movie. Well, it, it, it's the old guy that was um, one of the older guys that was into Burbs. That was also in uh, Wedding Crashers. You know, I, I can place his face, just not his name. All right, I wrote I wrote that down too because I'm going to check it out. Robert, I want to see it. It's only a half hour. Best half hour you'll. It's only a half an life. hour movie. It was like a made-for-TV kind of deal. No wonder it's you just watched amazing. it a hundred times. Okay, here's, here's who was in it. Judd Hirsch was Dracula. Mariette Hartley was Winnie the Witch. Henry Gibson was Igor. Jack Riley was Warren the Werewolf. John Shuck was Frankenstein's Monster. And that's it for the recognizable names. All right, cool. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to look for it, see if I can find it. Uh, all right, so guys, make sure that you uh, download. And if there's any audio problems on this episode, I do apologize. I don't know if something's going on with Skype, so people kind of cut in and cut out. I'm gonna try my do my best to edit it as nice and neat as I can. If you have a complaint, you can always tweet me at Rob Dimension. <laughs> so get it out of your system. Tell me it stinks. Uh, I'm gonna try my best. And make sure you visit monstermania.net. Make sure you are uh, you like Monstermania on Facebook because we've gave you two guest announcements for March tonight. And hopefully we'll have another one the next time we podcast, or maybe it'll pop up on Facebook even faster. Uh, anything else we need to plug, Dave? Nope, that's it. Alright, guys, it's been real. We will uh, catch you the next time.
Eu tenho 